Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. And now, here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Here we go. Wouldn't that be funny if this was episode two? Like we're back, like in time. <laughs> we time traveled back. Yeah, or really or we could we could even just say this is like Worship Ministry Catalyst 2.0, and we're just starting all over again. Um, like remember back in the day, the uh, uh, the odometers on cars, mm-hmm. um, like when they would hit 99999, they mm-hmm. would restart to zero. Right. Um, that's us. Yeah. Like Except once, the, like it's at a weird odd number from one thirty one. Yeah, one thirty one thirty three. Because this is one thirty three, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so maybe what we do on our nine hundredth and ninety ninth episode, that next one, instead of celebrating one thousandth episode, mm-hmm. we celebrate this is episode zero. Episode, episode zero. Wouldn't that be great? A brand new podcast. <laughs> like we, we try to sell us try, try to sell ourselves to the world as a brand new podcast. Yeah, the longest running podcast of all time. At episode zero. <laughs> you know, it is funny to think about because we, um, we're at episode 133 mm-hmm. and we've been doing this for like six years. Six years. Something like that. Yeah. 2008. So, so you got to figure it's going to take us, if you figure 133 episodes every six years, you got to figure it's going to take us, let's see, like 30, about 30 more years to get to 999. Something like that. Um, well, so. So we can do this math. If you want to do the math, we can do the math. <laughs> yeah, because 133 for six years, and then another six years would be 266, and another six years would be uh, 399. So, and then just multiply that uh, by two. It gives you 800, so now we're at 24 years, plus another 133 is 933 at... 30 years so it'd be 33 years maybe how'd i do um you got the calculator yeah, i'm trying to figure out how to, how to do the math <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, how do you even come up with that it made um, sense in my head yeah so let's just say 30 more years 33 right, yeah 33 more okay. years all right so point being if we continue this for another 33 years we'll be in our 60s and how awesome <laughs> would that be? Like a couple old curmudgeons coming in here and talking about. I worship. remember back in my day, <laughs> like, worship meant something. Back in episode one thirty one, one thirty two, we were talking about trust. This generation doesn't have doesn't know anything about trust. This anymore. generation know nothing about trust. When I was a kid, starting out with worship ministry, I trusted everything. Kids I, I, these days riding around on their hoverboards. <laughs> We had to buy minivans in my day. (laughs) (laughs) I remember spending all my money on a minivan. (laughs) Sorry, I'm like probably way too loud. (laughs) I'm just getting too excited. Okay. There we go. Better. Better. Yeah. Check. 
Hey, hey, hey. I'm yeah. just getting excited. Do yeah, my so, do my old man voice. Well, I think what happened is because the computer crashed because all the plugins were running, so the meters were showing the plug-in volume, not the actual input volume. Uh, so yeah, that's why mine looks a little bit quieter You have now. to uh, go back, for those listening, you have to go back to last week's episode uh, because the computer crashed at the end uh, mid-sentence, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah, but so, uh, so anyway, here we are, episode 133. Yeah. WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com, Twitter.com, slash WMCatalyst, Facebook.com, slash WorshipMinistryCatalyst, David at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com, or uh, Kevin at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. 360-818-4339, longest running Worship Ministry Catalyst on the planet. You worship mean Worship Ministry, ministry Podcast? podcast on the, well, <laughs> technically, I guess we're longest Worship Ministry <laughs> Catalyst on the planet, too. Unless we do 2.0, yeah, which yeah. I just suggested yeah, yeah. at episode 999 when we're in our 60s. Um, and, uh, yeah, what was it? I was thinking about something just uh, today or, or yesterday that, oh yeah, it was TVs, um, about how quickly things change now. Yeah, because it used to be square. Yeah, and so... Um, and so, big yeah, and we bulky. We had the square TV, and then right before we got married, I bought a big HD 55-inch projection TV, rear projection TV. Rear proje- was it still square or was no, it, it widescreen? It was widescreen. It was widescreen. Wow. 169, you know, 1080... You know, wow, that must have cost a fortune. Yeah, it was a stupid decision, but I did it anyway. And, <laughs> You're uh, <laughs> like, I want a big TV. Because here's the thing, man. Like, like 55-inch TVs today aren't even that cheap. So we're talking how many years? 14 years ago? 12 uh, years 12 ago? 12 years ago. 12 yeah, years ago. Been... Yeah, so 12 years ago, if if 55-inch TVs cost like $1,000 a day, I mean, that must have cost like... That was like $3,000. It was stupid. It was a, Bad, he, bad decision. He just went all in. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and so, but it was right before like you know DVI was standard on everything, so I oh. I couldn't even use DVI or any kind of computer based kind of thing on it, so that was really lame. And it obviously all, didn't have HDMI inputs yeah, or anything. Nope, 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 just all component. It was yep. all analog basically, and but um, yeah, and so <laughs> like, but but you think back to that time, that was a really nice TV. And oh, like, and you yeah. go into Best Buy, and that's what you see all throughout Best Buy: these huge project, rear projections. Oh, yeah, TVs. it was like, like standard. Yeah, like well, not standard, t- but it the was the biggest TV you could buy back then was a rear projection TV. Mm-hmm. And now you go into Best Buy, you don't find any rear projection TVs. No, they don't exist. Yeah, it's all it's all plasma or LED or LCD. You mm-hmm. know, and like, mm-hmm. and that happened really fast. Yeah, and you know what? I think what helped, um, I don't know if helped is the right word, but do you remember, um, I, I want to say it was four, maybe five years ago, Congress made a decision to switch all television to digital. Mm-hmm. Um, Which also made my TV even more obsolete. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have an HD tuner in it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so so when when Mel and I got married, we, we just got like a little square TV, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, 30-inch, maybe mm-hmm. not even that. And that's all we had like forever um, uh, until about four or five years ago. And it was after Congress made that decision that everything was going digital. So uh, we were able to, they, they, they sent out these like little $40 uh, right. vouchers, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, if you needed to buy a tuner, um, mm-hmm. a digital tuner. So we bought one. And, you know, we, we did it. But what I started noticing is then 
everything started being um, filmed in HD and in widescreen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just had a square TV, which right, wasn't so HD at all. <laughs> so, third, a third of the picture. Yeah, so I was missing, like, <laughs> like there'd be times where it'd be, like, off frame. And, you know, you, you would get, like, half a person's face. Um, and then, of course, it wasn't in HD. So, like, everything. happy or sad? I can't tell. <laughs> I don't it's know. I don't know. So I, I think it was it was that moment that was kind of a defining moment in television history where Cong I mean wh- since when does Congress get involved with television? Yeah, why does that even matter to them? I just remember it was a weird, yeah. there, there was like several older people at our church. I, I remember we were all complaining about it together, which was funny. Here here <laughs> I was in my twenties. Uh, I think I was what, 28 or 29 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And here I am in my 20s, and I'm complaining with a bunch of like 70-year-olds about television. <laughs> and I remember we were all sitting there, and we're like, you know, why does Congress have to mess with my TV? Of all the things, you know. But how long did, I mean, how long did that old system work? I mean, it was like 60 years, right? Yeah, forever. Yeah, so, I don't know. Anyway, but that that definitely was a catalyst. catalyst yeah. I, mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm going to try to drop the word catalyst in every podcast yeah. from now on. We should have a, a um, catalyst counter. Ah, cha-ching, that's one. <laughs> um well, that was a defining moment, a catalytic mm-hmm. moment uh, in in terms of uh, changing television. And so shortly after that, once we got our tuner and once like TV stopped being enjoyable because uh, we couldn't see half of it and yeah. it, it wasn't in, everyone was like, wow, the picture's so clear. I'm like, I don't see any difference <laughs> on mine, my 480, you know, yeah. uh, uh, TV. So then we went out and bought like a, um, mm-hmm. a high definition, you know, rectangular right. 16 by 9 TV and... Uh, and then we joined the 21st century and, yeah. you know, bought a DVR, got a TiVo and all the rest. But with, with how quickly, th- you know, things change and, and how quickly new technology becomes mainstream. Like, Crazy. It's, really, it's really weird to think about in two years from now, there's going to be something that's in our lives that's mainstream to our life that we didn't have right now. Yeah. And, and like, um, smartphones, right? I'm holding my phone here. Um, the, this is like become so standard and, and there's still, you know, there's still plenty of people who mm-hmm. have, you know, um, dumb phones or whatever they're called, um, <laughs> non-smartphones, you know, that, that don't do I think thing. people call them dumb phones. Okay. I think they do. Okay. Anyway, but it, it th- that's just a great example, you know, it's like, um, it's just becoming more and more standard and the dumb phones are more and more obsolete. I mean, when's the last time you saw a flip phone, mm-hmm. like someone like flipping their phone open, right? This morning. Actually. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Bad example. But yeah, that's uh, um, yeah. <laughs> there is there is kind of a movement back away from smartphones. People don't want all the connectivity; they just want the uh, phone. Yeah, that's true. But, just give me a phone that works. That's mm-hmm. all I need. But even with the phone, so um, I hold in my hand the Samsung Galaxy S3, which pretty soon, in like I think a few weeks, the S5 is coming out. So I'm already like right. two generations mm-hmm. behind. And this phone's only like a year and a half right, old, right. you know? And I've got the 5C, and the 6 will be out, you know, tomorrow wow. probably. But, uh, but yeah, we live in really a really fast-paced society. Everything changes really fast. So this is a perfect segue mm-hmm. into our topic, which I just decided right now. Right. Um, I just decided... <laughs> At this moment, what we're going to talk about, changing technology in worship ministry. Mm-hmm. How do we compete, David? How do we compete with changing technology, especially 
um, like I'll use my church for example, Laurelwood. You know, we're historically on the on the tail ends <laughs> of technology. <laughs> like in other words, you know, there's some churches that are cutting edge, right? Right. right. Like um, uh, they're right up there with what's happening in in mainstream mm-hmm. media and all the rest. Um, that is not Laurelwood, mm-hmm. and uh, part part of it is because of our demographics, and also part of it is because. Um, we just don't have anyone in our church who is like passionate about that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it falls on me. Right. Like if I want to push something, uh, new technology, then it has to be me pushing right. it, and I have to try to convince people how it's good, and then Which I have to do you the have to research. No, exactly. I have to. I have to research it. I have to know, what, know how it works. Know how it works. Which <laughs> which brand to mm-hmm. get? Because there's usually different options. You, you know, have to be a good steward of the money that you have. Exactly. I I need to make sure I'm not just like buying something frivolously, but mm-hmm. I'm also buying something that's going to be practical and that's going to be useful for years to come. So because of all those reasons, Laurelwood is typically. I don't know. I want to say like five, five or so years mm-hmm. behind. Um, actually, even worse because um, it depends on like like our video projector system. We we still use a, a four by three screen. We we don't use widescreen, and a Us lot too. we're four three. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm not the only yeah, one. Yeah. Yay! Um, but a lot of churches, you know, uh, everything's widescreen, mm-hmm. and not just one. Usually they have like three. three. Yeah, they got the middle and the two sides. And there's a website out there that produces all triplewidemedia.com. You can buy all the media for it that's already made up triple wide. There you go. And see, and that's things I haven't even researched. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you knew triplewide.com means that you're like <laughs> you're you're further along than I am, man. Um, point being that I just don't have the time, the energy, mm-hmm. or the passion to, uh, um, you know, to keep up with the cutting edge thing. If I had, you know, because I'm, our church is smaller, so probably people who are listening might be the same, you know. So it's just me. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm the worship pastor, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I have volunteers, but that's all they are, volunteers. You know, if if I had my, if I had my way. I would have like a full time video guy. Right. I'd have a full time sound. sound guy and uh, full time assistant. Yeah, I'd have an intern. <laughs> yeah. um, and I would make them in charge of yeah, all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, you know, and you know, we've wrestled with that and you know, we don't have any money, so it makes this is really easy. <laughs> yeah. We just don't buy it. <laughs> but um so you know, we uh but kind of one of the things I think I think the question really has to start at a at a level that's probably above, um, probably not you because you're on the elder board, right? Uh, yeah, I mean non-council elder, so I actually don't vote, but but you're still there. Yeah, you're still part of the meeting and stuff. But um, but for the most part, it's probably the question has to be answered at a level that's above most of our pay grade, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, um, and what I mean by that is, like, if you're if your your method as a church for reaching people is going to be an attractional kind of a model where where you have to put on a really good show to get people to show up at the service that's kind of the attraction model right like mm-hmm. like you you everything's really well done you have you have all the newest technology and you use it really well and it's an amazing experience and so everyone in the church wants to invite all their friends to it because it's a really cool experience i I love that. I think it'd be, you know, be awesome to go to a church like that. I've never been a, been a part of one, but it would be kind of fun. <laughs> I've you know? never been at a church that was that was appealing to everyone. But um but you know, if that's your model, 
then you know you have to spend a lot of money on technology. Yeah, because because you got to you got to keep up, yeah. right? And and so you've got to you've got to have some you've got to have people on staff that that's their job. They're they're staying up on what's current. You have graphic design artists who stay up on what's cur- current with graphic design. You have video graphics guys who are staying up with what's current and video in the video world. You have you have this this immense you know kind of technology machine that you have to keep running and. Um, so if that's your model, then you have to go that way because yeah. you won't succeed at it if you don't. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, our model is a discipleship model. We're just trying to make disciples. And so, um, there, you know, we will, we will continue to, as we have time and, you know, and money, mm-hmm. I guess as over time, as we accumulate money for those kinds of things, you know, if, if it's essential to our mission of, of making disciples, then, then that will be something that we'll consider. But um, it's not going to make or break us because that's not our model. Yeah, you know, and um, I think I think that kind of has to be where the decision starts. And I think probably a lot of times where we worship leaders and worship pastors get ourselves into trouble, as we have this dream and vision <laughs> of of having a, a worship ministry that looks like the big one down the church, yeah, down the street, big church down the street, and uh, we're not anywhere near ready for that and so we push and we push and we push and we either don't get it and we're mad or we get it and we don't pull it off well and usually fail on both ends you know let me ask you um and and i ask this rhetorically partly rhetorically but partly seriously and and i ask all the listeners out there as well uh even though you can't necessarily respond verbally back but you can respond by posting comments, yeah, emails, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. yeah so mm-hmm. um, here's my question that I'd like to submit. Um, am I the only worship pastor that, like, walks into a big church and gets jealous, <laughs> you know? Like, and I know that sounds horrible because mm-hmm. that's not a really Christian thing to be envious or jealous Thou or whatever. not covet. Oh, yeah, that whole thing, right? <laughs> the Ten Commandments? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, no, but you know what I mean? Like, like I remember going to a, a conference just last year, the the Northwest Ministry Conference mm-hmm. that you and I were talking about earlier. And, you know, they, they have it at this uh, Lakeview Christian Church in mm-hmm. Seattle. I mean, huge right. church, you know? And I walk in, I'm like, uh, if I just still have the green carpet, I can't remember. They had this like turquoise green carpet when I, I was there last. Can't remember. Okay. It didn't stand out to oh, okay. me. So, um, <laughs> but I'm like, if I just had a fraction of this, man, mm-hmm. you know, just oh, I think that all the time. It's hard, like like when you like when you like I like I, I see all the technology, yeah. like I see the screens, I see the lights, I see the stage design, I see the stage, I see the sanctuary, I see the uh, acoustic tiling, I see the sound system, I see the board, I see you yeah. know. So here's a perfect example. I'm not going to name any names of any churches or businesses involved in this fiasco, but I, I'll tell the story. Um, there was a local business that shut down in in the vicinity of our church. So I think you, you probably know which one I'm talking about. Um, and they they were doing a sale on the Saturday, kind of after they closed up shop. They were doing a sale of all the stuff. And you know, we have a coffee shop at our church, so we're trying to open to the public to serve as a bit of a fundraiser to fund our ministries, and mm-hmm. then as an opportunity because we uh, also want to help some of the people that come through the food pantry get some work experience and stuff like that. So they would volunteer, and they get a resume. Uh, resume building opportunity is basically kind of what it turns out to be. Yeah. Um, and so, so we're trying to do this like, man, it'd be great to get some equipment for, 
super cheap, right? Mm-hmm. And so I go there. I'm there first thing. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, someone's asking me a question through the window. Um, so I go there first thing in the morning. I'm right there. The sale starts at nine. I'm there at nine. Like I'm going to get in. And and you're going to you're you're going to get your yeah. coffee stuff. I was like, right? I'm going to get some stuff for the coffee shop. And I walk through in the back in the kitchen, and everything is marked as sold except for what? one thing. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? Like, we could really use this stuff. How is this stuff sold when you just open at 9 o'clock? And um, so we did get one thing that's going to help us out. So that's great. And we got it for a good bargain. But um, so it comes to find out, I come to find out that um, these people go to a church. It happens to be a really big church. Oh, and they had already pre-sold it to the church? They had pre-donated it to their church. Oh, they pre-donated Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, so you're like, I, but that church is I so much bigger than us. Like, they're a huge church, and they have all this money, and like, and here we come in. We don't have any money, and we spend two hundred dollars on this one thing, and we have all this other stuff that we need, and you're donating to the church that has all of them. I was like, oh, it was just, it was just oh, like ate my my soul for oh. a while. But um, but yeah, I mean, like, you you feel those kinds of things. Um, but like with the technology, you know, I'm starting to make my peace with it a little bit because. It used to be really important to me. Like it used to be a really big deal. I wanted to be, wanted to have all the cool stuff. Like I wanted the triple wide media stuff. You right. Know? Like, um, and I still think that'd be really cool. I'm not saying yeah. it's bad. No, or me wrong. too. <laughs> um, but then, but now I'm like, for in our situation as a church, if it comes down to spending ten thousand dollars on that, or, um, you know, paying somebody. Yeah. a salary for yeah. for a while i have to choose the salary mm. because that's going to get us further down the road faster than than the screen out you know and stuff like that and so um so that that's kind of changed my perspective a little bit but still it's like if we just had some of the stuff you know things yeah, would be a lot easier you, you, you said something earlier that i thought was a great point worth mentioning again um Knowing who your church is and what your mission is, you know, I think is really important. And, you know, you just talked about, hey, you know, I've been able to make peace with that because even though I want that, I recognize that our church isn't there. And, and I think that's a really good thing to to help me and others like me who, you know, walk into, you know, Lakeview Church and, and, and you know, are, you know, just drooling, you know. Um, but But for me to say, okay, Laurelwood is not there. Like, that's not Laurelwood. A, we don't have the budget or the facility for that. Like, we're not a big church. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, our mission, similar to yours, you know, we, we, we started out uh, years ago redefining our mission statement to be disciples of Christ, making disciples for Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, the, the triple the triple media thing. Um, was it triplemedia.com? Triple wide media. Triple wide, okay. The, the triple wide media thing, you know, is that going to help us make disciples of Christ? Um, maybe, but not as much as, as investing that money in, into mm-hmm. like something that is far superior than, than like a media thing. All right. Because you know, that's going to cost you 10 grand. Right. At least. Yeah. To get the projectors and the screens and get it installed. And you know, the, the cause you have to have other equipment to run all that stuff in conjunction with each other. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's going to be 10 grand. And so you think about like Maybe not staff, but, you know, what if you just invested $10,000 in, in sending, you know, 100 people to a discipleship conference and, mm. like, they just learn how to be, you know, 
more sold out followers of Jesus Christ at that conference. That's going to pay a lot more dividends yeah. than the than the than the screens. So I think I think that's a great that's a great way to kind of you know reconcile or, or wrestle with that that reality mm-hmm. that you know what is your church's mission and um, and first of all do you have the funds and resources you know mm-hmm. um, and I think even with big church whether you're a small church or big church every church has money issues mm-hmm. right like you know and I, I'm sure even those big churches that have you know five thousand plus people with all the stuff you know it's not like they just went out and bought it without thinking twice. I mean, they, mm-hmm. you know, like we talked about, they got full-time video people, they got full-time sound mm-hmm. people, they got people who are researching it, trying to find the best deal, trying to find what's going to be most practical for their venue, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then you go from there. Um, but but I, I don't I don't think the, the urge most of us feel is either is either good or biblical, the one that drives us. Because it's because it's what the other church is doing. Yeah, that's not a reason for me anymore. That's that, yeah. I, we gotta we gotta flush that thing. And and it's true. And that's hard. Like you know. And, and that's why I submitted that question. You know. And I'd love to hear people's feedback because I wrestle with it. I mean, I do. I'll be honest and say like I know I know it's unbiblical. You know. Mm-hmm. But I wrestle with that feeling. Like oh, I wish I had it because they have it. Mm-hmm. Or if only we had what that church had. If only we had you know. Um, but here's the thing grass is always greener on the yeah. other side because i've had people come into our church you know people much bigger churches worship mm-hmm. pastors who are like oh my goodness your fellowship hall is amazing like i wish we had a fellowship hall mm-hmm. like this i wish we had a gathering place like this mm-hmm. and i'm like oh i guess it is kind of a cool thing that we yeah. have like we got this nice fellowship hall for mm-hmm. gathering before and after services mm-hmm. and, and 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 having like weddings and funerals there mm-hmm. and and i'm like that is a great little space we have but you know, Kevin, the grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. Oh, look at that. That's like uh, Confucius, you know, yeah. stuff right there, man. That, <laughs> like ancient philo- that's philosophical. That's a meme that's been on Facebook recently. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I was just thinking this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But it, like someday we need to do a video podcast. I know we've talked about this, but like. Not like a video podcast, like other people do video cost, but a podcast, but just like set up a camera in here and just record the video of it. Because like, I just realized like watching you talk and then I'm like paying attention to myself. We're like, we both talk with our hands. Oh yeah. And we're like, like moving around and be like animated. <laughs> and as there's no, if only people could see no us. There's no reason for us to do that <laughs> because it's audio. So yeah. it makes no difference. But right? it feels better to talk that way yeah, yeah. As, as I wave my hands yeah. around. That's much more natural. And of course it does translate because we're more passionate and there's more up and down in our voice. And yeah. Stuff, but still, anyway. Um, yeah. So my, you know, kind of my, my final word of encouragement on this and you can throw in there's your, cause you brought a final topic, thought. It would just be, yeah, just, I would just say, look at what you got, because we're all, especially when we think like we talked two or three weeks ago on the pot, two or three, I guess it's months, two months ago now, when people hear this, but um, about the, the Dominican Republic, like, mm-hmm. we, we got a ton, we got, oh. we got a ton of junk, I mean, yeah. we, we don't really need perspective like, it's all perspective like, just look at what we have and and are we maximizing it because like as we sit here and talk there's a stack of equipment on this recording desk that i need to sell that uh, that will give us more money to buy something else that we could actually use and like if you're not maximizing something get it out of your out of your system and sell it and use that money to buy something that you actually can use and just 
make sure you're maximizing everything you have. And once you're once you're kind of maximizing and maxing out everything. <laughs> My computer stopped again. But um, so anyway, if you're maxing out everything you have, if, if you're maximizing everything, then I think it's time. Then it's time to look at more equipment, look at something else. But which uh, we don't do it out of jealousy and yeah. Covet. Yeah, well, and and it's funny you mentioned that. That's actually what we did with our in-ears. You might remember several podcasts ago we talked about Mm in-ears, and um, uh, we we had just bought some in-ears, but we bought it because we went through our sound closet, uh, stuff that we've had in there for ever since I've been there, probably ever when you were there, too. (laughs) Um, And and, uh, I'm just like, let's just sell this stuff. And we were able to sell a bunch of stuff, got money for in-ears, and... Um, you know, and my final thought would be, I, I think that's great. I love what you said, David, perspective, you know, um, talking about uh, perspective versus, you know, uh, third world countries, what they have, and then also maximizing. And um, I'll just, for my final thought, go back to what I said earlier. Um, you know, what is your church's goal? What is your mission and, and the resources you have, you know, and, and using it in the right way, uh, which includes getting rid of stuff that you don't have. Mm-hmm. And maybe using that for something else, and you know, for me, what, what I would always wrestle with, and what I need to keep working on, is you know, um, just trying to do small little things, you know, one step at a time. Like, because I, I can easily get overwhelmed. I, I walk into a big giant, you know, Lakeview type church, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can never do all this. Like, it's impossible. But maybe there's one thing I could mm-hmm. do. Maybe I can get in ears. Mm-hmm. You know. And maybe the next step is I can upgrade our soundboard to a mm-hmm. digital board. Mm-hmm. You know, just little things one at a time. Maybe one day we'll get a widescreen projector. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, but those aren't things that you have to have. Those aren't needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you want to, you know, talk about keeping up with technology, there are little things that you can do that you don't need to do all at once. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so those are final like, thoughts. Uh, good to great Jim Collins. Have you read that book? Mm-mm. It's a good. It's a good read. But he talks about the flywheel, and how the organizations that go from good to great they have a, a moment where they kind of take that jump and turn and start becoming a great organization, and but it but it just comes by slowly pushing the flywheel, and you know you get it you get it around once and then you get it around twice and you get it around eight times you know and you just you keep pushing it you can, like you're saying a little bit at a time yep. and you keep pushing it eventually that th- that thing's going to be going really fast you'll be making a lot of progress building a lot of momentum and. And moving forward, so a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. My level is really low. See, that's what I happened last time like too. Almost all the way up. Getting quiet. <laughs> Every quiet. time my computer crashes, I get quieter. Yeah. I'm not talking any quieter. <laughs> Talk really loud. Hey. <laughs> See, even that didn't register very high. That did, that's better. All right, so that's episode. <laughs> Episode 133 of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Make sure you stick around for the next uh, 33 years and catch episode <laughs> 0000, I think. I don't know. 0000. Four zeros. What would it be? Yeah, four zeros because 999, then would be four yep. zeros. Yeah, we're, Done. We're, we're a three-digit odometer. Yeah. Yeah, and then we, then we reset. So, we're going to reset it. So make sure you're here 33 years from now to catch episode 000 and... Um, uh, in the meantime, keep listening to this podcast. Uh, stay in touch with us online, worshipministrycatalyst.com, twitter.com slash WMCatalyst, facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, 
Send an email to davidworshipministrycatalyst.com or, or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Leave a voicemail 360-818-4339. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.